So I've been following the Gassy story, and if I'm being really honest, I'm losing interest in it. I'm losing interest in it because he's not doing anything. There has been an interesting development. So Gassy said, as I said last week, I would follow up if something happened. It kind of happened. Gassy is not, he's losing my, my attention. Let's put it that way. Uh, Gassy said he would come back to a Japan and apologize as per the rules if you don't attend for X amount of time in, in the, the government. Uh, now he's decided he's not coming back to Japan and he's not going to apologize. The statement he made was a little confusing because he said it was too early and his safety was not guaranteed. Now, the reason he doesn't want to come back to Japan because he thinks if he comes back to Japan, he might get arrested or murdered because his YouTube channel, the reason he got famous, was exposing celebrity scandals and some politicians. So he's actually saying some politicians want to come back to Japan just so that he can be assassinated. I think Gassy might be holding himself to a higher... Actually, I don't know. Because Gassy is a famous Japanese YouTuber, and I've never followed any Japanese YouTube. So I don't know how big he is in Japan. What I did find out, though, so they're saying he doesn't have to worry about getting arrested because lawmakers have immunity during diet sessions, which essentially is saying a lawmaker could commit a murder during a diet session and they could not be arrested until after that diet session was finished. Diet, I weirdly, I shouldn't have to explain this. The Japanese government is called the diet. It's not like they... That's even a dumb joke if I make it. I regret it as soon as I started. I actually am finding I'm regretting a lot of things as, they, as I start saying them. So I guess it's just modern society. But this actually, it's a, that is a very weird rule, though. Like, you can do crimes, you can commit crimes, and you can't be arrested during when the government is active, which is pretty often... No, nah, I'm, I'm a little torn on that one. Anyways. Gassy is now facing expulsion from the government, which I think I could have predicted. Uh, I said, like, my initial... Ins- the reason I was interested in this story initially was because Gassy was governing from abroad. It wasn't who he was that made me interested in him. It was the fact that he was doing something that really hadn't been done before. He was going to live in Dubai and govern Japan from Dubai, which seems completely possible to me. And I was interested in how successful it was. I didn't realize, even when it was introduced, that he was a controversial person. But the reason he lives in Dubai is so that he can't be extradited back to Japan. So you can see there's a whole other layer of stuff that I didn't actually know about. The the governing was actually the secondary issue. So he's now facing expulsion from the government. The leader of the NHK party, the party he's a member of, which is a single platform party, uh, they just want to abolish the NHK. To take responsibility for this, he's going to step down. Which I don't know. Like The, the leader of the party didn't do anything. Gassy was voted in. He was voted in on their platform. So I, I don't think he's done anything wrong. Maybe putting him in that position, he's taking responsibility for that. This is an interesting also side note of Japanese politics. I I don't know if I agree with this or not. But they quit every time something goes wrong. Japan went through like a five, ten year period where they had like seven, eight prime ministers because it was like every three months to six months 
there would be a new prime minister and something would go wrong and they'd quit taking responsibility for it. But then they never actually fixed any of the problems. They're just like, I take responsibility, I quit, I'm out. So it seems like kind of a cop-out. I think you should have to stay, fix the problem, and then you quit after the problem's fixed. Unless people want you out. I don't know. The problem with politics is there's always going to be like 50% of the people want you out anyways. So, yeah, maybe it's just a, a good excuse to bail. The fallout from this is very weird to me. They're going to change the name of the NHK party. So it's not going to be a single platform party anymore, or it is, and they're just changing the name to Seijikai. Seijika? Oh, my writing's so bad. No, it's Seijika Joshi Yonju Hachipati. So the, the, the Seijika is the female... Seijika Joshi is female politicians, 48 party. And I was like, why Why 48? Is this like the AKB 48? Is this just what they do now? And if they are, that's such a dumb thing. So they're going to try... So, And is it all going to be only women politicians? I don't... The This little tack at the end has taken the story in a different direction. So Gassy, I no longer care about. We'll just put that out there. He's going to get expelled from being uh, a government, the, the, the leader of their party stepping down. And they've made it the name, they're going to change the name of the party to this like girl group sounding party of female politicians. Is it therefore only going to be female, female politicians? This is now the more interesting part. Are they going to use this gimmick to move their party forward? Or is this like a real platform they're going to have? I don't know. I'm going to look into the Seijika Joshi Yonju Hachipati. I don't know if they say 48. I think it's AKB 48. I don't know if they say AKB Yonju Hachi. But that's irrelevant. Because uh, I've only ever read it. I haven't actually heard anyone say it yet. A lot of the, the research I do for Ninja News Japan is just articles. So I read them. So sometimes the, like the name, I don't know if you say 48 or Yonju Hachi. Anyways. It's, it's irrelevant. What we have now is the formation of a new party, which might be really interesting or might be really stupid. We can't tell until the, the party actually does something. So I will try to look into when they change the name, will their policies change with it? Is this a new party or is this just some kind of like gimmick to try to keep them in some sort of relevance so they don't all lose their positions? I don't know. All we do know is Gassy... It's been a massive waste of time. Nine social media influencers. Social media influencers. So I do this. I do podcasts. Uh, if Even if, I, you know, popularity is relative. But even if I got like massive, I don't think I would ever call myself an influencer. And then if I like did Instagram and the Instagram got, it's a different mindset. I'm old. So that might be part of it. But the idea of the social media influencer is very ethereal to me. I don't really know what it is, despite the fact that there are like them all around all the time. I Maybe it's because I have never been influenced in this way by social media. I have been influenced. Everyone gets influenced by stuff around them. But social media influencers do not have a significant impact on me. So I don't consider them influential. Might be the issue I'm actually having. Uh, there were nine social media influencers, all women in their 30s. They failed to declare nearly 300 million yen in back in taxes for up to six years. 
This was one to 30 million for each person. And they are now being hit with 85 million yen in back taxes. You're not escaping the government. Uh, this was all mainly from affiliate marketing. So they would go on their Instagram or their TikTok or something. They'd be like, oh, here's my new uh, lipstick that I would like. I'll show you how to put it on. Maybe something to do like a makeup tutorial, let's say. And then they'd be like, this makeup's really good. You should buy it. That's affiliate marketing. They were paid for that. Uh, that means you got to get taxed for it. I did actually find out if you make more than 200,000 yen from any sort of like secondary income. So let's say I have my main job, I'm a teacher, and I make my main salary and that's taxed. And let's say I do Ninja News Japan and people donate money or people give me money or I do affiliate marketing. If that exceeds 200,000 yen, I have to start paying taxes on it. I have to make sure I pay taxes on it. Anything under that, maybe if I don't declare taxes, they're not gonna make a big deal out of it because the taxes would be quite small. But it's 200,000 yen for the year. So that's important. So if I made like 200,000 yen a month, that's going to be X amount, well, times 12. So 2,400,000 yen for the year, that would be significant and I would have to pay taxes on that. But if I make 10,000, no, let's say 20,000 yen a month, that would be sort of more close on the borderline. I have to be really careful. I would probably have to declare taxes on that, even though it's like 20,000 yen, like 200 bucks. So I get $200 from an affiliate marketing. Doritos, if you're out there, I would take 20,000 yen a month to market your product, which is a product I believe in, the Doritos chip. Only the original flavor, uh, none of this like Cool Ranch, any of that other shit. You have nacho cheese, not booming nacho cheese or whatever fucking stupid name you come out with. And it's nacho cheese and nacho cheese only. The original standby. I will promote that product. I have a certain amount of integrity. I will take product, I will take money to promote products. I have to at least understand that the product is good. And Cool Ranch, I know there's a lot of people out there like it. I don't, so therefore I'm not promoting Cool Ranch. I don't even know what I'm talking about. This is like a free ad for Doritos. So fuck you, Doritos. I'm not gonna even advertise your, you offer me money now, I will still take the money because I'm poor. But I'm gonna be grudgingly doing it. How did that happen? Oh, we're talking about taxes. I I did a, threw up a video the other day and it was about like, ooh, we're talking about taxes. That's exciting. Taxes do lead us to very interesting places because now we've hit a moral spot for me. When would I and when would I not take money? And for the most part, I'll take your money. I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about like better help and how that they're not very good in stitch fix and all these like things that advertise on podcasts because I was sort of interested in that as a concept. And apparently every company now that's advertising on podcasts is pretty much a shit company. So the stitch fix has a limited amount of clothes they can pull from. And so they'll send you the same clothes over and over again. Uh, and it means they actually have very limited options. So they're not actually looking at you and your preferences and sending you stuff and making you look good and being really stylish. Your personal stylist, of course, has a finite amount of time to deal with you. So they're just picking stuff like from boxes, uh, like checking boxes and that just gets thrown into your next Stitch Fix box. And the better help people, apparently they don't really want to help you that badly. They just want to run through the system. Uh, it's too bad. These are, these are of course, the, the birthing pains of the internet format advertising and companies trying to find new ways to do things like therapy online seems like a really good idea 
so let's say I, I let's let's say I live in Japan. I'm an English speaker. My Japanese isn't very good, and I needed therapy. I couldn't go to a Japanese therapist and expect it to really work out because I can't express myself well to them. I might not understand what they say to me. So me doing therapy online would be a really good idea because I would get an English therapist and maybe they're more sort of in tune with who I am as a person. Apparently that's not a very good system. So BetterHelp would have to offer me a lot of money to screw over the mental health of another person. Like like a lot of money, like I could retire money. So we know they're not offering me that much. I honestly don't even know why I'm talking about this. YouTube and Instagram influencers have been hit with back taxes. you got to be careful with your taxes. Don't try to screw the government. They will come for you, as these nine influencers have found out. There's a, a rocket that Japan wants to send to space. We talked about astronauts last week. Well, how do they get there? They get there on the rockets. The new rocket is the H3 rocket. Uh, It was up in the air and it was signaled to self-destruct after several. So they'd had several delays. They were having problems with the rocket. They got the rocket up in the air and they're like, ah, something's gone wrong. Press a button and it explodes. This was their second attempt. And this is obviously going to cause them certain problems. Um, I I wrote down a... I started trying to like pre-plan jokes and it's so much worse because then I read them. And I go, that's stupid. So basically, you'll, you'll get stupid jokes on this podcast. Anything I make, you're going to get a couple of dumb jokes, yeah. And I was like, oh, it would be funnier if I planned out the jokes in advance, you know, like a proper show. And then I read the joke and go, that's so dumb, I'm not going to say that. Because the H3 Rocket, well, there's also the H3 Podcast. And I was going to make a connection there and go like, maybe if there's less time on their podcast and more time on the rocket, it wouldn't have had to explode in the air. But now, as soon as I read that, I'm like, well, that's dumb. Why would I say that? But it would be dumb if it happened spontaneously. It would be funny if it happened spontaneously. It'd still be dumb. But it'd be dumb and funny if it happened spontaneously. When you write it down and you think about it, it's not worth doing anymore. So I kind of have given you a look into the back process of as I try to develop Ninja News Japan into a better show, because I do want to try to make small improvements all the time. Uh, I am trying to plan out humorous elements, but then in the moment, I'm now thinking my own sense of humor is so shit. I don't want to do it. Uh, The rockets crashed into the water around the Philippines. Uh, North Korea is absolutely pissed that Japan's sort of taking their thing of shooting rockets into the ocean. They're all jelly. They're like, hey, dude, that's our stuff. We shoot rockets into the ocean. Stop copying us. Uh, The H3 rocket costs 5 billion yen. But if you want to look at this in a positive, 5 billion yen is half the price of the previous rocket and it has 1.3 times the satellite launch capability. Now, I actually didn't understand that last part, if I'm being really honest. Does that mean it can carry 1.3 more satellites? Because a 0.3 satellite doesn't seem like a good idea. Or can it be used... I guess it's 1.3 times the payload, so a satellite plus other stuff. Or can it be used more often? I don't know. The, the, all the goal of all the rocket systems now all these companies that are making things that shoot stuff into space is try to make reusable. It's what SpaceX is all about, is making a reusable rocket 
which is really cool because right now rocket goes up rocket comes down you have to build a new rocket very expensive you could use that rocket multiple times it becomes a cost-saving measure even if that rocket is more expensive initially uh it's a bit of a kick in the nuts for the the space program in japan that their rocket did not work the way they wanted it to and i feel bad for them because i want the japanese astronaut space thing this is when i should have sounded sort of smart and i don't this is the benefit of scripted things is that the smart bits will sound smart because you can write it in advance the the downside is the humorous bits when you write them down sometimes don't feel as humorous so i should i should not write out the dumb jokes i should write out the smart bits i've underestimated my own i've overestimated my own abilities because i think ah I can be smart in the moment. I don't need to write that down. I might not be funny in the moment, so I should write that down and increase the humor versus the intellect. Whereas the reality seems to be I'm funny in the moment if I if I just let it go, whereas I'm not as smart as I think I am. And, and isn't that just the reality? I'm completely lost today. Our water heater may or may not have a leak. So we're waiting for the water heating guy to do this. I'm sort of a little distracted. Uh, it's going to cost me a ton of money. It's going to cost like 100 bucks for this guy to come out and look at it and say there is no leak. And it's if there is a leak, it's going to be fixing, replacing. I realized one of the biggest problems, Japan doesn't have basements because we have earthquakes, uh, which means like a thing like a water heater is outside the house, but space is so tight, they've created this sliver of space between our house and the next door house and then there's like a little fence making it incredibly awkward to get to the water heater and that's gonna cost us a ton of money so i'm kind of actually just thinking about my own circumstances so uh if doritos would like to sponsor this podcast and give me a ton of money for my water heater i'll promote cool ranch I mean, I don't even like Cool Ranch. That's not I'm saying I don't like them. They're fine. But if I had a choice, I would always choose the original. The original Doritos are way better. Basically, once a year, I get a really bad craving for Doritos original flavor. They have a Japanese tacos flavor. Uh, it's just not as good. It's almost. It's just not quite. You gotta. Go, I have to go to the import store and buy the original flavor once. I don't know. I don't know. I missed a number in my notes. It's been a tough, tough couple weeks for no no real significant reason. And that, that's where I am right now. So that's what, like mentally, I think the problem is I want to do these podcasts. I want to keep them consistent, but then I keep having other sort of real life things. This is, we don't, who needs better help? I just do a podcast and therapize myself. Yeah, I I think what I've been looking for. So it's not like I've had any losses. You got to pay money for this. I, I got a lot of money trouble, but not like real life trouble. <laughs> How do you explain it? We have a lot of things that are going to be expensive. We have a lot of stuff. Our house is like now, what, 13, 14 years old. Uh, things are starting to break or need fixed and it's all very expensive. So that's just resting on my mind a lot. We're in no way in financial difficulties. We're just, I basically will not have an entertainment budget for X amount of time. Uh, 
And then, yeah, the water heater broke. It's not broken. It's actually working fine. And we checked the the, – because the, to check for a leak, you get the, like, water meter. And you, like, check the number and you come back an hour later and check the number. Has the number changed? If it hasn't changed, it's not leaking. It doesn't seem to be leaking, but there is water coming out from under it. Maybe that's just condensation. I don't know, man. Anyways, I'm going to pay, like, 70 bucks, 100 bucks for some dude to come out and look at it. I'm hoping I'm spending $70 for this guy to say that it's fine. The story I was going to do before my brain got in the way uh, is that there was a lawyer and he was an anti-sexual harassment campaigner. So he was trying to stop sexual harassment. Given the title, a lawyer who campaigns against sexual harassment, what do you think he was accused of? I do enjoy irony. Uh, I enjoy police committing crimes and getting caught, especially if they're really stupid crimes. I enjoy lawyers getting in trouble for not knowing the law. This was a sexual or has anti-sexual harassment campaigner. Of course, he's been accused of sexual harassment. He represented a an actress against a stage director back in 2017 which actually showed that he knew that the woman he was about to attempt to sexually harass was litigious. She was not going to like just shy away and fade into the background and you know keep her mouth shut because of the embarrassment. He knows because he represented her, he knew she would step up and make the claim and sue the person. And he's like, perfect, I will sexually harass that person. Uh, so he represented her back in 2017. Uh, they worked together several times and then he kept trying to like call her and get her to come over and he, he coerced her and he touched her inappropriately and all this other stuff. Uh, it sounds like he pressured her into actually having sex. She wants 11 million yen in damages and she said, I wish to demand he not work as a lawyer for the rest of his life, which is if he is representing people in sexual harassment cases and he is a sexual harassment dude. I think that's fair. Uh, so basically she's saying she wants him debarred. I don't know if they use the bar, the same terms in Japanese. Uh, but since I'm translating it in English, I guess it does make sense. She wants him debarred so that he can't be a lawyer. He, he might think it's time to switch sides and become a defense attorney. <laughs> Which is a really awful thought, but... It would make sense. There was a survey given to people, uh, and it's the question of, have you given up on marriage? So it's broken into men and women. Men in their 20s, 64% said, no, I have not given up on marriage. So there's a eh, 30%, let's say. I just round off the numbers. 25, 30% are saying, I still, I have, I think marriage is not going to work out. I'm in my 20s. I've already given up. 55% switches in their 30s. 55% yes, I have given up. So I'm trying to do the majorities. And then people in their 40s who are not married, they say 71% yes, men in their 40s have given up on marriage. Women in their 20s, already 54% have said yes, I've given up on marriage. Japan has this weird idea that you have to get married before you're 25 is really young like it used to be a normal like again 
teenagers used to get married and have babies and stuff. But in Japan, they have this idea like a woman should be married by 25. And it's culturally still prevalent. It's not like it's forced or... And I think people understand you're like 26, 27, 28, you're not married, whatever. But it's still there. And it's still part of the cultural zeitgeist, which is a problem. Women in their 30s, 52%. So it actually went down by 2%. So it was 54 if you're in your 20s, 52 in your 30s. So 2% of the women between 20 and 30 change their mind. I mean, I know this isn't, it doesn't really work that way. It's because it's right now in their 30s. They have not given up on marriage. So 52%, yes, I've given up on marriage, but it's actually the number dipped down. And then when they hit their 40s, 70% said, yes, I've given up on marriage completely. Uh, some of the reasons for men, it takes, for men, it takes time, money, and effort to find a partner, a Tokyo male, 27 years old. That is true. And we have, over the last like four episodes or five episodes, talked about the declining birth rate. I have proselytized many times about my beliefs that Japan as society needs to change uh, its work-life balance culture if they want the uh, population to increase at all. But that is talking about a complete cultural shift in thinking, which is probably not going to be possible in a single generation. It's going to take multiple generations. And the danger there is there aren't going to be any generation numbers to pick up the slack in the future. So even if you make the changes, it might not be successful. Because I don't have confidence in my appearance, was a man 39 years old. Uh, because I don't feel qualified enough to get married, and a man 39 years old. Uh, because I want to make the most of my time alone, a man 39 years old, which is interesting. So there were some of them were like, I, I'm not good looking enough, I'm not confident in myself, I can't get married, so I've given up. This other guy's like, I just want to be alone. I want to have my time. The next one I thought was very interesting because there's no guarantee that I'll be happy. So he's saying that if I get married, I have to be guaranteed happiness. But that actually implies that you don't have to put the work in. So I actually think he's a little, he slightly misunderstands what marriage is. Uh, man 43, I don't see the benefits. Uh, man 43, I simply don't have any connections. Man 47, my income is too low, which in Japan, when they talk about marriage, the women will initially talk about income before happiness and then before love. Uh, I think a lot of people and a lot of other cultures, they, they're not so honest about it. But a lot of women, what they're looking for is a certain level of comfort and security, and they are not shy about it. So they want, I want a man who makes X amount. The problem is there's unrealistic expectations. The average Japanese salary is between four and five million yen. And then if you survey women, this is way, I could probably find it, but it's way, way back. How much do you want your partner to make? And they were like eight, nine, 10 million yen. So the average man was just off the table at that point. Uh, some of the women's reasons for giving up on marriage are pretty interesting. Uh, I did enjoy... A female 28 said, because there's not a single advantage to getting married. So she's, she's really decided that there are no benefits at all. Now, there are tax breaks and stuff, but again, I think that might be not what she's talking about. I got tired of it after my parents objected for the first time, a female uh, who's 30. So she came close to getting married. Maybe a guy proposed to her. Her parents objected, and then she's like, I'm not doing this again which is a very interesting. There's a, there's a very clear story, singular history there. Uh, I couldn't find anyone I met wanted to marry. 
female 34 years old i think that is a very good reason not to get married because if you don't want to marry them that kind of goes back to the no guarantee of happiness of the previous guy but i can't count on the other person to make me happy i have to make myself happy i think that's a very legitimate reason uh because the other party is never enthusiastic 39 years old female um so basically that she's saying that men don't want to get married and that has dampered my desire to get married because I want someone who's excited to marry me. I think that is also pretty fair uh, because I want to work, woman 41, because marriage isn't everything in today's world, female 41. So those two women are saying like marriage is just not as relevant as it used to be. I want to work. I want to have my own life uh, because I lost the desire to remarry after getting divorced, female 47. So basically she had a bad experience doesn't want to do it again 100% think that's a legitimate reason I mean any reason not to get married is legitimate because uh, what you're doing yeah if you're not confident in the idea of getting married you should not get married but it does sounds like that overall Japan is a culture people are not confident in getting married which is again sort of leading to the population dec- decline in several other problems that they have in Japan uh, I, I have put a stop to underwear theft stories only because they are not interesting anymore. So this isn't about the underwear theft. It is leading into the story. It is the story of the level of commitment that laundromat owners seem to have to saving their clients' clothes. So this is not the first story. In fact, this one is better than the last one. So it follows the same steps. There's an, a, a young, in this case, a 27-year-old man goes into a laundromat around 12:30. He stands looking into the like trundle thing, the, the dryer probably. He reaches in, he grabs some underwear, and he starts to take off. The owner goes outside and he starts stopping him. He's like, "You can't. That's someone else's stuff. You're stealing." The guy makes his excuses. He's like, "Nah, it's cool, man. Just let me go." He says, "I'll give you money." He actually tries to bribe the guy. He says, "I'll give you money if you let me go. I don't want this to go to court. Just let me go. Just let me go." And the guy's like, "No, we're not having it. You stole from these people. You don't deserve to go." The guy sort of does a little, uh, you know, football back and forth. Gets around him. Gets into his car and starts to drive away. The laundromat owner stands in front of the car. The car does not stop. It's not going very fast. So he jumps onto the hood of the car thinking that this guy won't, you know, he will stop. The previous story, the guy drove for a really long time, went quite fast. The laundromat owner fell off the car and hit his head. He was in hospital. The guy was not up for uh, panty theft. He was up for attempted murder and panty theft. In this case, the laundromat owner was not hurt, which is great. But... I think the jumping on the hood of the car is a level of dedication that I would not have expected from a laundromat owner over a couple of pieces of underwear. I would actually say there were cameras all outside that building. Take a picture of the license plate, send it to the police. Don't jump on the hood of the car. I don't think that level of bravery is expected. I was about to say required, but I guess required. That level of bravery is not expected for the laundromat owner. I think maybe if someone's stealing laundry, get your phone out, take a picture of the license plate of the car and call it a night. I think that's enough. Ghibli Park. Ghibli? Ghibli? I forget. I think it's Ghibli, but I don't want to... Someone will send me a message telling me I said it wrong regardless. Ghibli Park. Uh, In Aichi, a prefecture in Japan, they created a park and it's all the, the like... Ghibli movie, so it's Totoro. Oh, I don't know 
ones. There's a bunch of others I actually have never seen. But, you know, people go there. You go there with your kids. You see they have, like, statues up. They have the house from my neighbor Totoro and stuff like that. Really nice. And it's Ghibli. It's all very innocent. Uh, there's a lot of sort of purity of feeling that goes along with everything. Kiki's Delivery Service, uh, Spirited Away. All these characters, main characters from these movies are represented there. So, of course, people are gross. Uh, I don't know what you expect with otaku and nerds and stuff who sexualize everything. People have been taking pictures of themselves uh, or their friends next to a statue. So, of course, some nerdy, gross dudes, they grab the booby of the statue. And then a lot of the characters have sort of flowy dresses, so they've been taking upskirt photos of the statues. This has really pissed off the governor of Aichi. So the park has a policy to not comment. And I think that's actually a good idea because what they're actually doing is saying, let's not bring attention to this because if we bring attention to this, what's going to happen is more gross, nerdy otaku guys are going to come and keep doing that thing. So we're not going to talk about it. The Aichi governor, on the other hand, he's like, nah, my prefecture put up 34 billion yen of money to build this park so that people could have a good time. And I'm pissed. So he's like, it's extraordinarily malicious. It's like the sushi restaurant. So we've done sushi tero a couple of times. I've kind of eased off that story. It may be close to destruction of property. It's not. I mean, they're touching statues that are out in public. They're not destroying anything. But he's just trying to say, like, I need to find a crime that I can charge these guys with. They're going to try to take severe measures against the people if they can be identified. So basically, you post your picture on social media of you being inappropriate with one of the statues in Ghibli Park. This guy wants to send the cops after you, which I don't know how that's going to work out or not, but I am interested to see if there's any arrests or any fallout. I bet this story just goes away. Um, I bet people just ease off because they're like, but then... There is the other, the flip side of that, where maybe people are like, oh, well, now that it's challenge, I want to take it to the next level, which is very much the, uh, the attitude of a lot of people out, especially on the internet. So if you go to Ghibli Park as a tourist, uh, I would say do not try to hump the statues because you actually might have some fairly high-level government officials coming after you. 